This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. I just had to wait 10 minutes, if not longer, to use this headset so that I could record whilst Adrian killed a dinosaur, he said. Could have been a dragon, not really sure. What game is this? Have I lost you or are you silencing me? Yeah, I said, what game is this? <laughs> it didn't come through. <laughs> you were literally me, like, writing a tweet and getting no likes or shares. And then I was like, oh, cool, I'll just delete that one then. <laughs> me posting my treadmill runs on Strava. <laughs> <laughs> Good content. Yeah. Cool. Don't know what game it was, some stupid game. That's all yeah, I know. Sounds stupid. Are his friends playing it with him? Is that why he needs the headset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they they raid every Wednesday and Sunday together, which means they all have to go on at the same time and like they're in this like group chat and it's really lame and like they let people into their guild. I don't know, it's a whole fucking thing. And yeah, friends I mean the exact same thing. Uh, I mean, I'm happy for him. Like, I was having a whinge about isolation and he was like, the good thing about playing video games is that you do have an escape. He's like, I get to completely switch off and, like, go into another world. And I was like, that does sound fun in a way. Maybe I should try it. Borrow a Nintendo Switch and get onto Animal Crossing. I'm terrified to get into a video game because circa me when I was 12 and became addicted to Neopets. Like, I remember vividly being addicted to Neopets and being like, I need to wean myself off this. Like, I was like actually like an addict. I had like a mentality where I was like, I'm going to have to start weaning myself off because this is getting out of control. (laughs) What was the game? Was it like Meerkat Chase? Oh, there was like Hassie Bounce and there was... (laughs) Meerkat Chase was like Snake, which was good. Yeah. Hours on that. Yeah, and I used to really like playing the blackjack game. Like, I was really good at it. Yeah, I was gambling, but I kept getting paintbrushes for my pets, and like, that was sick. Yeah, I was good. Mm. (laughs) I had like a monochrome paintbrush. Yeah, it was a vibe. Anyway, enough Neopets. (laughs) How have you been? good um also have a loser partner that is gaming all the time he said today he goes oh we're gonna play till midnight tonight can't wait is and he's like even brad's joining and it's his anniversary and i was like brad should not be joining i don't know if i'm a tyrant but i would be pissed off Oh, my God. Adrian literally always says to me, he's like, you're the only wife that tells me to get off games. He's like, the other wives never tell their partners. And I'm like, because they're probably fucking done with them. And, like, I'm really close. So (laughs) don't test me. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. I feel like we have a... uh... Biggest. We have a bit of news to cover because we, we recorded too early last week and then all this shit happened and then everyone was like, this is beauty news. What are you doing with your lives and your podcast? So mm-hmm. apologies, everyone. Uh, that's the tea on that. First piece of beauty news this week is that we have gifts. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. I, As of today. So it. please please use our gifts, everybody. And if you like them enough and use them enough and tag us when you use them, because otherwise we don't know, mm. uh, then maybe we'll make more. Maybe we'll spend our $2 worth of ad revenue on more gifts. Yeah. I really <laughs> like them. I really like them. I feel I like them too. I feel like I've got my school record book and I've just plastered cool shit all over it, you know? Yes, it feels like my the bottom of my shoulder bag in year 12. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we didn't have shoulder bags at my school. So sad. They phased them out. Uh, I was in all-girls school and they phased them out of us too, but you could still buy them from Bob Stewart's in the appropriate colour, which meant that you could get away with it. Oh, lucky you. Mm. Uh, so Jeffree Star made a video and it sucks. That's all I've got about it. Uh, I watched the video and it sucks and it was a non-apology of him saying like we've all grown up and I'm not going to pretend like I didn't do these things and I'm not going to pretend like Shane didn't do these things in the past but when I met Shane he was a changed person I like him for who he is now and then he deflected and started talking about Black Lives Matter and um, people who are like have been oh I don't want to talk about this because I don't know enough about it but he went down the tangent of Black Lives Matter and 
other shit and kind of just deflected at the end and was like, there are bigger issues in the world. And it was sort of like, oh, okay. Like I appreciate him using his platform to talk about that, but don't roll it into an apology video or like what was, you know, veiled as an apology video. Yeah, particularly when he's got a known history of being a racist. A hundred percent. Yeah, a bit. Mm. Yeah, anyway. He's trying to be all like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly, but it's like we see through your shit. We do. And I wonder if this is why him and Nate broke up. Yeah. But it was It could well be. It was quote unquote amicable, but it's like how how could you have a messy divorce with him or, or break up, whatever. I don't know if they were married um, with him because he probably knows better than to have a messy one. Or Based on what or, everyone else is saying about Jeffree Star, like he probably has blackmail. Yeah, like he exactly probably yeah, doesn't want to get into any drama because let's be honest, he probably like got paid to just leave peacefully. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. probably why he wanted to leave to just get away from it if all of that is true. Anyway, yes. that's my conspiracy theory. I'm the new show. Me too. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Jackie Ina's brand has launched and we knew it was called Forever Mood, but we didn't know what it was last week. And this week we can reveal that it is... Mediocre Candles. <laughs> don't be mean. No, nah, it's it's Candles. And Elizabeth makeup artist, I don't know if we should name and shame, slid into our DMs and said that they look like the more candles from David Jones. And I thought that was a really accurate representation of what they look like yeah they just look like a mediocre candle I really like Jackie Ina I've been binge watching her in the background uh this week and I think it made me more sad that I wasn't like oh they're cool it's just not uh, I don't know maybe I'm just a little brat that just wants like diptyque or overose but the colors were like are all pastel which I get in a certain home would look cute but then they have this little lid that looked a little bit cheap and then they styled it up all like mid-century modern but I actually think that they look like when Kmart releases good shit that you're like wow can't believe that's from Kmart are you that's yeah you've hit the nail on the head there there was uh quite a lot of commentary in the beauty community around her launching this because I think that people weren't expecting it I think they really expected a beauty product from her and there was a lot of people who didn't really like the vibe of them which is fair enough everyone's allowed to have their own taste and opinion but then there were people being a bit shady and being like I didn't even know that she liked candles uh, and kind of implying that what she was doing with this launch was really just a cash grab so I do find that to be interesting and I don't know whether it is valid I haven't really looked into it but uh I don't want it to also be a case where people are just like shooting someone down because they don't like support them yeah so I don't know I think it's sort of it's tricky because I always watch her videos for the makeup so that that did sort of cross my mind and then I was like oh I'd never associate her with candles but I wasn't like Mm. I'll bring them out to get money from them but I just feel like the one disappointing thing is that she always advocates for black representation in makeup and she'll show how to make things work and tricks Mm. and tips and to be fair if she'd brought out a makeup line we would probably have gone oh great another influencer bringing out a makeup line but she's really been the voice of like black girls in makeup Mm. and I think that while people are content with candles they're just a little bit disappointed that she didn't bring out something that was missing in the market that she constantly calls out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, also, only four cents, four colours, four cents that she's launching with in the beginning, which is quite a small range for candles. I kind of feel like you'd, I don't know, go more like nail polish vibes and release like a set. Yeah, easier way in, I guess. See how the market goes. It's a tricky time to launch a brand as well. That's true. I mean, a great time to launch a fragrance brand, though. Were we not saying at the beginning of isolation, now is the time to spruce up your home, which yeah, you have absolutely. done to a grand extent? <laughs> you help me. I have no money extent. Uh, speaking of Desi, Desi has confirmed what we all thought and it's sunglasses and how do we feel? Well, I feel a few ways. You said it really well when you said that if you were key, you'd be pissed because <laughs> it does feel like, 
you know when you see like the Sarah's Day White Fox collabs and like yeah. the Desi Key collab, I feel like these influencers really do get very much brought behind the scenes of these brands and mm-hmm. it probably happened with the likes of Jaclyn Hill and Becca as well and I think that it's almost like they get exposed to the IP that these brands have. Like yeah. she's probably using a similar supplier or used them as like a leg into the industry in some way. And I can understand that you would be pissed if you were key. Yeah. I, agree. I think it's like, I'm happy for her. I think that it's, it's logical. It makes sense. It feels a bit rushed. Like I wonder how long she was sitting on it for because she, did you see the PR boxes? She like handmade all of them. And I'm like, like it's great it's a lovely touch and it's very creative and she's a very creative person but also it does feel rushed <laughs> interesting I didn't see the PR boxes speaking of another influencer we missed this last week but Pure collabed with Raw Beauty Christie to bring out I think three sets of eyelashes and a double-sided eyeshadow palette yeah I think it was two sets of eyelashes but I could be sure. wrong it's a palette that has both neutrals and colors and it's like the Fenty snap shadows in that they magnet, it's not magneted together, but they are on either sides of the palette. Both sides have mirrors. The pigment looks beautiful. The color, the looks that people have been creating with this, this palette Mm. are stunning. And I don't know whether she's just got a really talented, like makeup artistry fan base that follow her, but God, the looks are stunning and I'm happy for her. I mean, it's not my cup of tea. I wouldn't buy it personally, but I'm happy for her. Yeah, I think it's a really nice versatile palette and I like that she's just done a couple of token shimmers and most of the rest are matte. She always uh, she said that, you know, most people have too many shimmers in all of their palettes, so she wanted to bring out something that complemented that. I get mm. where she's coming from. Seems cool, exactly. I own too many things. I don't need to buy it, but good on her. While we're on the topic of YouTubers, let's keep going with it. Nikki Tutorials posted a video this week. What was the clickbaity title, Alex? Oh, Something along the lines of confronting James Charles about why he rejected me. And I found it interesting because in this video, Nikki Tutorials was recreating a look that she submitted to James Charles when he posted a Snapchat saying, draw me some makeup looks and I'll recreate them. And he didn't end up recreating Nikki's, but she sent him one. And so it was a bit tongue in cheek. She was like, why did you reject me? Blah, 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 blah. And then she called him and was like, I'm creating the look today for a video that you rejected, but I'm going to do it anyway. And he was like, oh, my God, it looks so good. And then they had a little bit of like, hee hee, how dare you reject me? And then like poked a little bit of fun at controversy in the beauty guru world. Mm. And I thought it was funny that like the beauty gurus that aren't involved in the drama are sort of consciously posting and acting in solidarity when, you know, Others are being silent and it's kind of like people are establishing whose side they're on. Oh, 100% people are establishing whose side they're on. I'm sure that Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star know exactly who's on their side in all of this and I would say it's not too many people at this stage. Yeah, I agree. What have you got about Isle of Paradise? Well, did you know, did you hear that Isle of Paradise have released water refill pouches for their tanning products? Yeah. How fun is that? We knew about it ages ago. (laughs) Oh, well, we haven't spoken about it on the podcast yet. So they've they've released refills in plastic pouches. And yes, the pouches are still plastic, but apparently it's 81% less plastic than what's produced to make their bottles. Mm -hmm. And you just tip in the refill to your spray bottle so that you can keep using it over and over again. And I think it's fabulous and it's part of their sustainability pledge that they're making. And all of the refill bags cost you $7 less than a brand new bottle. And I think that's great. Yeah. Why would you not want to save money and be better to the environment? I've been excited for it for a while and then it just seemed to never come out. So I'm pretty sure launch launched now. Launching soon? Launched now, available at ASOS at the moment. So I don't know whether they will retail in other retailers that are available to Australia, but I guess we'll watch this space as to whether Mecca end up stocking them. A couple more bits. All of the magazines died. We don't need to go Uh, on too much here, but Bauer Media announced the death of L, InStyle, Harper's Bazaar, OK, NW, those two are for the best, Good Health, (laughs) Women's Health, Men's Health, Who's Buying Men's Health, seriously. (laughs) And um, that's a big end of an era and huge. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real time right now. 
real time. And then the last thing that I would like to finish on, which was definitely out last week and we forgot about, and then we talked about black hair and I'm so annoyed mm-hmm. that I didn't discuss it. But Maver, I don't know if it's Haim or Haim and I can't find a video where anyone says it out loud, is an Australian and she launched Bread, Bread Beauty Supply, which is a curly slash black hair brand. And it launched in Sephora USA, which has been making a lot of news because anytime an Australian brand launches in Sephora US, it's like the ultimate you've made it. Like when, yeah. when it happened, with Go Bobby, to. it was everywhere all over the news. She has made it because she couldn't find any products that she wanted for her hair. She's really embracing like the sort of curly girl me- method. And I think most people know by now that hair is very political and black women's hair is very political. And I'm cough, really... Sarah's day, cough. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's just like the total op- oppression of curls and like wearing your hair natural and it's high maintenance for girls with really curly and afro hair to keep it natural and to keep it healthy. And I know a lot of girls that have curly hair, whether they be women of colour or not, that don't know how to look after their curly hair and they've straightened it to the point that it's lost its natural curl. Pretty much all of my friends with curly hair have chemically straightened it to the point that it doesn't resemble its natural texture anymore. So even if they wanted to wear it that way, it's way more effort to get it back there. And I just think Mm -hmm. it's really nice that there's these cool, trendy brands that are coming out that are going to encourage girls with afro or curly texture to embrace their natural curls. I really like the branding for bread. It's very, it's almost like next generation Glossier. Like if Glossier had a more, uh, if they weren't as simple and if they were more like TikTok, I feel like that would be bread. And I don't know whether that makes sense to anybody else, but it's very like bold branding with like 90s looking inspired packaging, like the makeup looks on there. It's very trendy. It's of the now. I like it. The price points are great. It's like $20 for the wash, $28 for a conditioner, and they've got a gloss um, and a pack of essentials as well. I Mm -hmm. have some snack news. Oh, does this go into a snack of the week or does it stay as snack news? news? I haven't tried any of them. I'll have a tea with that. I just got tagged in 12 caramel bites. So, um, goodbye any form of self-control that I don't have. It's like someone has listened to my favourite things and created these snacks this week. Kit Kat McFlurry launching today, which is Wednesday, but will have launched already at McDonald's. Very exciting. Is it going to be chunky? Is it going to be regular? Who will know? Will they stick a Kit Kat in the thing like they would a twirl? Yum. And then also the pretzel M&Ms launched. Very exciting. Didn't I tag you in something else as well? I feel like there's been heaps of snack news this week. You tagged me in the Kit Kat McFlurry and then I was like, oh, my God, did you get it before the episode? And then you never responded. And I was like, guess we're not getting the Kit Kat McFlurry before the episode. Oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Left on I just really, I really <laughs> use Facebook. <laughs> uh, okay, there's your snack news. You're welcome, everyone. I don't even need to ask if I'm orange. <laughs> oh, what did we try this week? We tried the Bite Change Maker Foundation. Is that that is what it's called. First of all, let's talk about what it is. So yeah. it's meant to be a micellar foundation, whatever that means. I guess oils suspended in water. Isn't that yeah. what micellar means? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it uses micellar technology to mimic the natural texture of skin. It's meant to be lightweight. It came... It, comes in lots of different shades and if you remember back when we talked about it eons ago it was the first launch for bite into their the ranges that weren't lipsticks or lip products so it was very exciting at the time uh it's a oh it's also a clean beauty product so bite beauty is meant to be clean i don't really know clean it's sephora verified isn't it and that's pretty much how people tend to trust if things are quote clean unquote which is like how do you gauge an unregulated term that doesn't really mean any of the same things across any totally and I think that the unfortunately the Sephora clean range does contain fragrances so 
that makes it not like whilst yes it's clean it's not necessarily good for someone with sensitive skin if you do find to be some like tend to be someone who gets irritated by fragrances and this this foundation definitely had fragrance Hmm, I didn't notice but I'm not massively that way also on that note just because something's clean natural or mineral doesn't mean that it's going to be better for a sensitive skin some skins hate minerals so you know it's true there's always that weird sensitive person that's like I can only wear max studio fix and I'm like of all the things good god why but hey (laughs) let them have what they've got what did you think of it I tried it so very long ago now but from my very distant memories I didn't like it on first application almost at all but I then remember Samantha Ravendol saying the same thing when you first apply it it's not the most sensorially nice experience but the foundation seems to get better with time when it's on your skin that's the experience that I remember having how did you find it um I would say that I agree first application immediately afterwards I felt a tiny bit tight I felt that it was gonna be too dry for me however I would call the finish a semi-matte finish but I would say that it probably wouldn't be right to label it a semi-matte finish because if something was labelled a semi-matte finish, it would be a dry matte finish on me and it would start to separate in a weird Mm. dry way and crack. And the fact that it was semi-matte on me probably means that it's like a satin finish for other people. Mm. Although it was matter than what I would like, it was quite soft and blurring on the skin, which I could appreciate, and I could glow it up. So I didn't hate the finish. Most things end up matte on me anyway, even when they start glowy. So it's like I can't hate it for that. The coverage was there. I felt like I used a decent amount of it, though. Definitely used a decent amount. I did too. To be fair, I used a beauty blender, so you always use a little bit more. And it was about 45 shades too dark for me, which meant I had to be careful about where I applied it. But I just, yeah, I felt like it wasn't a very spready foundation and that I did use a lot on application. I have been avoiding using this for a really long time because I haven't been wearing foundation. I don't want to wear a full face of makeup when I've got nowhere to wear it. And Alex continually pestered me until I used it. And I will say I felt like a little bit of a dickhead because I didn't hate it as much as I had built up in my head. And it was perfectly nice. And if it was mine, I'd probably continue to use it. It would be a nice mixing foundation. But, yeah, it's a lovely day-to-day foundation, medium to not full, medium buildable coverage. Yeah. It does say it's medium buildable on the website, but I definitely found it probably because of the texture of it. I found that it wasn't immediately buildable, not like a Studio Fix foundation or something like that where you can just keep layering and layering and layering. This I felt was like you'd almost had to put it on, let it dry down a little bit and then go back in over the top to keep layering it. Like it's such a lightweight texture that it almost didn't really feel like it wanted to cling to itself. I will say I definitely used more than what I would normally use if a foundation and that amount would normally be too much coverage for me. However, I didn't find this got too much coverage for me and then I used concealer over the top. So if you're buying it thinking it's going to be a medium to full coverage, it's probably sheerer than what you want. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely on the sheer end of the spectrum. One other thing that I noticed was that I felt that this foundation wore a little bit patchy for me and I felt that that might be because of how lightweight the consistency was, that it kind of disappeared into my skin. Like I felt like my skin ate this foundation, which I really feel like my skin does. Mm, Interesting. Well, I'm glad that you didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it. I actually, look, I wouldn't become my new every day. But if I'd bought it, I'd definitely be happy to continue using it. It had similar-ish almost vibes to the It Cosmetics CC cream, but I would say less coverage and a little Mm. bit less hydration to it. Mm. Good call. One thing I also wanted to ask you about is, and I don't think it's worthy of its own product trial segment, what did you think of the butter bronzer, the Physician's Formula butter bronzer, which I lent to you at the same time? Um, I absolutely despised this. (gasps) The smell was disgusting. Oh, the smell. Okay, yep. Yeah, the smell was disgusting. I could still smell it on my face after I used it, which I hated. Yeah. I didn't like the colour on me. It wasn't warm enough. It was like a weird grey-yellow, which I'm sure I would really appreciate on like a light yellow undertone, like a fair Asian skin tone, something like that would be great. Hated it on me. And, yeah, I hated it. I felt so weird that whole day. I think I ended up topping it with an hourglass bronzer to give some warmth because I just hated it so much. Interesting. It's such a raved about product. Like 
Well, I remember when I worked at Priceline, it was forever out of stock. I think it's very hyped in the beauty community. I agree it's better for someone with a fair yellow tone skin. Like that's why Kathleen Lights likes it so much, mm-hmm. I reckon. I use it as an eyeshadow on the daily and I'm very happy with it as an eyeshadow. Yeah, I don't think it'd be warm enough for me as an eyeshadow. I think for me, if I was to use that bronzer, it would probably like nose contour bronzer. Like not so grey that it's high maintenance, but not orange. Hmm, mm, Interesting. All right, cool. I just wanted to find out. <laughs> Speaking of hate, the opposite of hate is love. And what was your product this week? <laughs> oh, good segue. Flawless. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Dang, these products are so good. My product this week is Sunday Riley UFO, which is their ultra clarifying face oil. Yep. I've been there. I feel you. I know where your headspace and your skin's at. (laughs) (laughs) My skin, uh, as Lisa heard me complain about prior to recording, feels like it's on fire this week. I've definitely ruined my lipid barrier. I don't know if it's the product that we are currently trialing for a future discussion or if it was the flavanone mud, which I maybe used actives too soon after undetermined at this point maybe it's a combination of the both yeah but my skin was also absolutely horrifically breaking out about a week ago and this I don't want to fully say that it's this but it's made such an epic difference in clearing my blemishes up very quickly and I very much like it I'm glad you very much like it it's a great product it never stays on the shelves because everyone in mecca chit chat claims that it cures all of their problems and it probably does and it's a bestseller for a reason i have one question for you about it yeah which is that even though it's still an oil it's obviously got salicylic acid in it meaning that it is it doesn't mean that it's more drying but it does feel more drying it's not as hydrating as my juno oil of course not it's a different type of oil yes can i use them together And if I do, do I go UFO first, then Juno? Am I being too high maintenance? Should I put in a more hydrating serum on underneath? Like what are your thoughts on how I can add more hydration into my regime while still using this? Um, Yes, you can use both. Great. If you were to use both, you would use UFO first because you obviously want that salicylic acid to penetrate as much as you can. You don't want a thick, greasy barrier underneath that. Just my thoughts. Yep. So you could do a hyaluronic before you do the UFO because obviously you couldn't do a hyaluronic after because then I have been doing a hyaluronic before, but Jesus, it's it's not enough. I I think also I've been using too many serums with niacinamide in them, which is also drying me out. I think I need to like actually give the niacinamide a break. I know. Did I just say that out loud? I think I need to give the niacinamide a break for a week and just find something a little bit more gentle and replenishing yeah so salicylic acid can be drying it does get inside the pore and can you know pull Mm. out extra oil but it is in that dry oil formula so it's not as drying however it's still a dry oil it's nowhere near as rich as your go-to oil or your juno or any other proper oil it's like a serum texture that dries down Mm. so it's a treatment oil like a lot like the corres do them and luna in the sunday riley range that's the same Mm. It might not be enough for you on your own. I would recommend for most normal people, unless you're particularly dry, you could use that and then just use like a richish moisturizer over the top. However, if you're particularly dry, I'd just be using the UFO where you need it and then I'd be doing 
waiting a little bit for it to kind of sink in and then I'd be pressing Juno and a moisturizer over the top. Yeah, I guess the difficulty for me was that I did need it all over my fucking face, which is yeah. why I, I don't feel think, maybe. I don't think that the UFO is what's drying you out because where UFO sits, I feel like the salicylic acidness, the dryingness of that is weighed out by the by the dry oil texture. Like I feel yeah. like that's neutral. It doesn't dry you out, but it doesn't massively hydrate you at the same time. I agree. I think I just need to add in more hydration. I don't think this is doing the damage. I think I've done the damage elsewhere and this just isn't fixing it, which I can't blame it. I'm not asking it to fix the hydration damage that I've done. I'm asking it to fix my blemishes, which is doing greatly. And I remember when my skin was doing what your skin was doing, I was using so many actives and I was like retinoling and UFOing. And I remember remember that was when I fucked up my skin barrier too. And I felt so tight and so dry. And then I was like, am I over UFOing? And I think I actually stopped using the UFO as much because although it gave me great results, it was also making my skin feel a bit spicy. And I was like, I feel so spicy. I can't even tell you. It literally feels like your butthole after you've had diarrhea, but like. That's actually how I feel. I've had Mexican diarrhea and. <laughs> and now. And then. And, and then wind hurts. Yeah. And I've backed it up by eating something spicy after it because I was like, oh, I just need a bit more spice in my life. Like yeah, that's what no, I've done. Not, that's the cure. No. <laughs> so yeah, I think you just probably need to cold turkey. Just do a couple of days of like hydration serum and Juno and then just ease your way back into the actives. I felt a relief when you said cold turkey because of the thought of putting a piece of cold turkey meat on my face. Oh, just delightful. Like... When you shoot us. <laughs> Sorry, vegans. Uh, what's your beauty fave this week? Mine is a bit bit different. A bit left to centre. Um, it's a gloss. Excuse you? I know. And this is like take it with a grain of salt. This is my favourite gloss. For a person that never, ever, 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 ever wears gloss. Are you referring to a lip gloss or Um, like a cheek gloss? No, a lip gloss. My favourite is the Glossier Clear Lip Gloss. And sort of a bit of a combination favourite because I really hate lip gloss on my lips without anything underneath them, which I think is what I always do. Like if I don't do anything and I'm trying to like slap something on my lips easily, I'll put a lip gloss on. But I forget that my lips have like zero to no color they really fade around the edges and they're sort of this weird purpley mauve tone and when you put a gloss on that it sort of gives me like I've just been swimming and it's really cold and now I've got (laughs) glossy blue lips (laughs) and it gives me like a weird milky thing and I hate it however I thought because I was taking a photo once I had the bite beauty foundation on I was like I'll do my makeup and take a photo for my Instagram because I'm literally the world's worst Instagram user and I probably should like do that so I did my makeup and I was like do you know what I always have a matte lip in my photos so let's do a different texture just for something different Hmm. and my god it photographs so beautifully it gives you like that cartoon little white speck of shine like if you were to draw my pop art it would have like little white dots for the for the glossy bits yeah it doesn't degrade I wore it with the makeup forever um 1c lip pencil which has come in second place for product fave like three weeks in a row it's my new favorite (laughs) lip pencil and we know that i don't change my lip pencils very often so that's exciting but i wore it over is it 1c or 3c 1c is what i'm using at the moment oh okay so um I, i use that to give me a bit of definition around the lip otherwise i get that weird cold milky mouth Mm. And it didn't break it down. It obviously makes the lip liner wear a little less long, but Mm. it just sort of wore off gradually and it just photographs so well. Like that gloss, I need to put one in my kit because it's the only clear gloss that you need. It's not sticky. It feels more lip balmy. It's it's so nice. It's so nice. And I absolutely see why people rave about it. And that's the reason I bought it because I was like, I hate gloss, but everyone says that this gloss is the best. And it is, of course it is because it's gloss, yeah. Of course. Wow. That was quite the rave for you for a lip gloss. Yeah. I'm just mostly shocked that you even bothered to pull it out during ISO when it's not something that you've used before and there's there was no need to try something new. I've been forcing myself like it, it used to be in my little bag of lip products that I would take to work with me mm. and then I moved it into my handbag and then when I was clearing out my handbag because there was 745 pillow talks in there, I took them upstairs and was like, okay, it's been in my everyday makeup storage for me to try and I finally discovered its ways. Hooray. Great, great news, great times. 
a reminder to put things that you have been thinking about but don't use in your daily makeup bag or station or whatever so that one day you'll eventually use it. Such a good idea. I need to do that. I think I need to try some new stuff. Like I'm still putting on makeup every day. Like why don't I do something fun? No one's going to see it on Zoom anyway. Try a green liner, Alex. Come on. Absolutely. Do a yellow eyeshadow like me. I don't own any, but it might make me feel better about myself if I start playing with a bit of colour. Absolutely. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hair mat. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What's uh, your non-beauty fave? Have you got one? It's that show on Netflix that I binged in 24 hours. What's it called? The one about the nurse Jackie. Oh, my God. I forgot that, that was mine too. Um, Skin Decision. Skin Decision. I get confused. And because your Nurse Jackie. That's that other show with the chick from Glee. It's Nurse Jamie. Sorry. <laughs> Nurse Jamie. What's the show called again? Skin Decision. Skin Decision. I always get confused because every the start of every episode, the, the show is called Skin Decision. They never reference the name of the show anywhere. And the place that they work from is called The Lab. So every time I think of that show, I think it's called The Lab because right. that's like the branding that you see at the start of every episode. Um, anyway. I, I can second this. This is also a favor of my week. Tell everyone about it. It's the best. So it's a plastic surgery slash beauty makeover show that is about, it follows the journey of someone who was wanting to get a part of their body or their skin reviewed or fixed. And there's a plastic surgeon whose name is, oh my goodness, I've already Sheila. forgotten. Hmm? Sheila Nazar something. Uh, Nazarian. Yes. And Nurse Jackie. Jamie, for fuck's sake. Jamie. <laughs> Nurse Jamie, who you might have seen, has um, she's stocked on Net-A-Porter and somewhere else, but she's got that purple rolly device for lymphatic drainage and like funny shaped cushions to sleep on. And she's just got sort of knickknacks and potentially a skincare line. But lots of celebrities talk about her facial roller, and now I want it because I love her and I believe in her now. Anyway, these two doctors slash nurses slash whatever they are review review the patient and what it is that they have wrong with them and they determine whether or not this person needs surgery or whether or not they can be treated with like cosmetic procedures. And it's the best. The lasers and the facials that these people get, like they all get like Pico laser, which is so bloody expensive and amazing that they all just get it probably given to them for free. And also I really like... Uh, Dr. Nazarian because she is a fabulous, <laughs> I've never seen her myself, but she's a fabulous pl- plastic surgeon who comes at it from a woman's perspective and really understands what women want when they get plastic surgery, but also understood that these were women who knew that they were unhappy with their body and, you know, have probably done a little bit of research themselves and gone, oh, I think I want a tummy tuck. But then were also able to say, you want to look refreshed and I think that you will feel better about yourself also if we put some under eye filler in and like you just feel a bit brighter and a bit more awake and I was like fuck yeah like and they went about it in such a way where they actually discussed the ways that they were going to approach delicate subjects with people like have you noticed that maybe this is your body does this and would you like us to correct that and like whilst we're in there we may as well and I just thought that was such a great approach as well because it wasn't selling them into hating their body, mm-hmm. but they were like, we think that overall you'll be happier if we just, you know, put these little icings on the cake here and here. And I love the way that they spoke about, I think Jamie raised it with Sheila and she was like, she didn't mention this, but, and then they were having a discussion about whether they do bring mm-hmm. it up with the client or not, which I thought was very, it was just really good to see because I think another person that does it well is the person that we go and see. Yes. Amy. Amy. She'll sort of talk about it from a, like to me, she talks about things from like a makeup perspective and she's like, you don't need this. But in theory, what we would do about that, like when I mentioned weird quirks about my head and she's like, look, in the future, you might want like filler here and here because that will help with your temples, blah, 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 blah. But it's totally not a big thing and we don't need it right now. But Yeah. And also... Like they just help you understand. Like I remember with me, I was like, I have this like frown line. And she was like, well, you'll find that your frown line is a sleep crease and it's just manifesting as a frown line. And I was like, well, fuck, but thank you for letting me know. And also thank you for telling me how I can fix it one day if that's what I decide to do, even though I'm not here for that right now. Like, yeah. 
I think what was nice about this show is that obviously they weren't paying it for it. So it never came across as a selly way. It was just like, here's how we can round everything out. And it will actually look more natural if we add things here and here, because then it doesn't yeah. look like, oh, she's haggard, but she's had her lips done. She's got a bit of under eye filler, which you haven't noticed, but it makes her look younger and more refreshed. And then you don't notice the lip filler, that kind of thing. Yes. So for sure. it was just, I love the way they did it. It was just fabulous. And it made me obsessed. Like I want to, I want to go and get all these lasers. And oh my god, I want sugar threads. I'm oh. threads. I feel like Nurse Jamie is the only person that does sugar threads because I was googling it on the internet and it just kept coming up with her name. They fix everything. It's like this little needle that's kind of got like an anchoring thing on it. So they inject it in and then it kind of holds things in place. So I think where people would mostly understand it is you can see it in people's temples where they get that sort of lift like a temporary facelift. I think it lasts like two to five years or something. The fox eye trend, I think that's sugar threads. Yeah. In one episode where she sugar threaded someone's legs and she did heaps of them and they're like $5,000 a sugar thread. Wow, are they? So like they're- Holy crap. They were in the thousands. Like I thought that sugar threads were going to be like the cost of like filler or something and I was like, oh no. But they also last years versus like months. But also, yeah, it's it's like as much as plastic surgery. So- the way that it works is that you put the sugar thread in and whilst it's about the actual thread itself existing within the skin, what it's doing is it's causing the body to basically, it's like damage control, like the collagen, it stimulates collagen production in that area to help break down that sugar thread, which is in turn strengthening the muscles in exactly the targeted point that it needs to be strengthened, which is why it works for cellulite because she was saying that it's targeting the areas of where the fat is breaking through the uh-huh. skin barrier and causing that dimpling. Interesting. And mm. you also did it sort of in a arc above the knee because yeah. you know when you have a to get a knee lift. I know exactly what that is. I'm aware that I'm thin and semi-muscular, but when I look at photos I've got this weird saggy knee and I was like, "Oh my god, me in a couple of, like 20 years, I'd kill for some sugar threaded knee. It just looked so good. Like it, you literally saw a knee rise up. It was just amazing. Like I just find that stuff so cool. Guys, you have to watch it because we've basically just spoiled all of the best parts, but it is incredible. And it's so good. If you've ever considered getting any sort of treatment or plastic surgery, or if you know someone in your life that maybe you think wants it done, like it's just very educational. And it was great. Yeah, it's just really fun to see what science things can do. And also it did show you the realistic side as well because some things were miraculous. The cellulite app, guys, <laughs> I know we said nothing works with cellulite. If you've got like $100,000 spare <laughs> for a knee lift sugar thread situation, go to town. And she was so, so sad about her body and it was just so great but then you see the ones like the acne one and it is really only a minor improvement but oh my goodness but her poor face the poor girl had had so many treatments to fix her acne some of which were really damaging to her skin and cause permanent scarring like those grid marks from the lasers that she'd had laser burn from like I mean, there's only so many things cosmetic procedures can fix and it's much more difficult to fix a botched cosmetic procedure than it is to fix one that you're taking, like tackling for the first time. Yeah. And I think they were good at setting expectations about what the result could be like. And it was also just fun to see how how they would discuss like, okay, no, I think this is a surgical approach. No, I think that this is more of a non-surgical approach. Just very fascinating, even if you don't care about that stuff. Also, I do – sorry, we could talk about this forever. Absolutely. I love that they said that that no one is perfect and that you can never expect a perfect result because I think that also brought it back to the reality of cosmetic procedures as well. I think people strive for perfection when, they're, when they want cosmetic procedures, like perfectly symmetrical breasts or perfect skin or perfect whatever. But in reality, it's perfection is unattainable. So it's like lower your expectations from the beginning because you will never be perfect. And I really appreciate that. I think that whilst nurse uh no dr nazarian and nurse jamie are beautiful women they're also not perfect Mm. and i think that i appreciated that they had that real approach as well i mean dr nazarian's pretty damn close to perfect (laughs) i've got a real crush on (laughs) it All right. I also wanted to talk about Indian Matchmaker, which is another episode, another TV show on Netflix that I binged this week. And 
if you like trash TV, if you like Millionaire Matchmaker, if you like any kind of matchmaking show, this Indian matchmaker finds Indian Americans and basically helps them find a match. But obviously the parents have to be very involved because it's about finding someone that's suitable for the family. But it's just really fabulous hearing what some delusional people think about what it is that they're looking for in a person. And also just the different, like it shows you what, that everyone wants something different. Like this one woman, she was like, do you want someone that's funny? And she was like, oh, no, why would I want someone that has a sense of humor? Like, I don't care about that. And I was like, what? (laughs) I say this like once a week to Brendan. I always say to myself, if I think about hypothetically who I'd want to date, I I always say, I think that I'd want someone funny. And then I always say to him, but you're not funny. (laughs) He's He's not not funny. He's just not like the funny guy. I agree. Adrian is exactly the same. He's like, my work friends think that I'm hilarious. And I'm like, that's because you're the class clown of your work. That's why they think that you're funny. Like you're the most charismatic person there probably because. Yeah, in a room full of fucking biomed nerds. That's exactly right. In a room full of bioned IT nerds. Of course, you're the most charismatic person in the room, Adrian. Like not funny at all yes um but yeah I do think it's really funny anyway. in terms of thinking about your ideal person and then yeah what you end the- up with which to me is my ideal person but like if I put him down on paper he might not be like I'd think probably health professional or like <laughs> you know just he wouldn't be mine on paper apart from the fact that he's like tall lean muscular and quite handsome but other than that, he probably doesn't tick my boxes. <laughs> Good to know. Anyway, what were your non-beauty faves this week? Uh, my non-beauty fave, just one other than the best plastic surgery show of all time. It's called Space Force and you will be watching it next week. It is created okay. by Greg Daniels. Do you recognize that name? No. <gasps> Creator of The Office and also Steve oh. Carell, a.k.a. my biggest man crush, a.k.a. my type on paper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I googled Steve Carell topless this week and nothing came up and I was so devastated but I really do think that he's like my celebrity hall pass um, <laughs> what now or like in his heyday no <laughs> oh I googled Steve Carell topless and I tell you what there's quite a number of pictures oh, maybe my safe search was on it anyway. must be <laughs> I would describe it exactly like The Office because for the first couple of episodes I was willing to abandon it. It seemed a bit dry. It seemed a bit boring. And then it got to the stage where I looked forward to watching it every night before bed. It's very funny. If you like The Office, you'll like the show, but you have to persist through a couple of the first episodes because it's Mm. a bit dry and you haven't got the character development. It's exactly like The Office in that you need to get the relationship between every character to find it funny. I struggle with those, but I might give it a go. Just took it to my veins! What's your snack of the week? I didn't have a snack this week. Uh-huh. I'm really sorry. I just I just keep eating salt and vinegar chips over and over again. <laughs> What's yours? I've got two to make up for you. Of course. My first was I made sourdough pizza this Oh, week. they looked so good. It was actually so good. The thing about making your own dough is like it's so much effort. Well, it's not that much effort, but it's a lot of time. Like with pizza dough, for it to be good, you want to rest it for 24 to 48 hours and then you've got the whole stretch and fold and gluten development and blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. If it was going to be mediocre, I wouldn't bother to do it again because it was too much time. However, it turned out to be a fucking delight. It had a a nice sourdough tang to it. It got awesome puff. It Mm. was really yummy. And Brenton was like, yeah, this is like, it's really good. So... That was the best. I used Alexandra's Kitchen Simple Sourdough Pizza Crust, a step-by-step guide. I believe that's what I used. And it was quite therapeutic in the end once I knew it was going to work out, but I was so nervous when I was waiting all that time that it was going to be shit. So that was really fun. You Did you have sourdough starter already or did you make it from scratch? Well, I make sourdough every week, so I already had a starter. Okay, cool. But, But, like, you did need a starter? Yeah, you need a starter. Okay. Um, but there's also, there's so many recipes for, for normal pizza dough out there and while you've got the time, why not? But it's a good way if you have starter and you need to discard some. Um, I don't think it was a huge amount of sourdough, so you can use your discard for it, which is great. And my other favourite is a recipe. Guys, these aren't snacks. They're full-blown meals, but, hey, 
It was a zucchini pasta recipe by an Instagram account called The Original Dish, I believe. And I don't think I followed it super strictly. I used gluten-free pasta. I used a new brand and it was a delight because it was a new shape. It was a shape. What brand? You can get it at Woolworths. I want to say it's like one something, but they only have the spirals and maybe penne at like Woolworths and Coles. I think I got the shells from a health food store. But anyway, no one cares Mm. about that. I do. It was sort of a pantry staple pasta, which I very much appreciate. I like a basic-ish, not too saucy, cheesy, vegetable-y pasta. And it was like a tiny splash of cream, some parmesan, cook up the zucchini. I squeezed some lemon on it and then blobs of ricotta on top. And holy shit, it was the right mix of, I stirred spinach through mine as well. So it was the right mix of had some vegetable, didn't feel too dirty, was better than a takeaway, but also felt really indulgent. And it took like 15 minutes to put together, start to finish. And it was the best. And it's semi-pantry apples. It sounds very similar to a lemon spaghetti, like a lemon pasta spaghetti that I used to make with like, yeah, very similar ingredients, like an olive oil base with like garlic infused olive oil, lemon and some chili flakes and super simple, lots of parmesan. Yum, yum, yum. So, so yum. Anyway. That's our rep. We had a full plan for a beauty breakdown, but this episode for some reason has gone really long. The news was long. So next week you're going to get a really thorough, really thought out breakdown on undertones. You're welcome. Yes. Um, Maybe we do it as a mini episode. Are we going, is that too wild? No, I think I suggested that last week that we could do a whole mini episode on undertones. However, it will probably be a full length ep. But do you guys want the mini episodes back? It's going to be high maintenance with our work schedules, but if you want them, we can try it. Some weeks might be longer, some might be like short chit chats. Yeah, and I think that's fine, and we just won't edit them and we'll just pop them up on time. And you can't get angry at all of the ums, likes, sort ofs, and inappropriate things we say that we can't take back. Yes. (laughs) On that note, let's wrap this up. Thanks everyone for listening. We will see you maybe soon maybe in a couple of days who knows okay keeping it fast and loose bye bye hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.